The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. So for college football schedule analysis, Nate, let's have you start. What uh, what teams are you looking at for win total over under? Yeah, so might might not be a bet, but just want to kind of talk about the big teams in the Big Ten, and and we might end up doing something a little bit bigger um, on the SEC. I thought we did a good job going in depth on the ACC last week, so maybe in a few weeks can can do a little deeper dive on the SEC, who looks like they're getting two new members for uh, for the future, um, and that's kind of hot, uh, dominated the news cycle, but still want to talk about college football this season and try to find betting opportunities, but we'll have to start with Ohio state. I mean, how can you not have the to. clear powerhouse in the big 10? We talked about in the ACC show about how Clemson is so much better than the rest of the teams in the ACC. And they have an easier schedule because they don't have to play themselves. We can say the same thing about Ohio state. Their win total is at 11 and out of a 12 game season, uh, the juice on the over minus 115. So about, exactly 11 is, is the right number minus 380 to win the big 10 and i actually didn't look at their to win the big 10 odds because we live in illinois and uh you can't bet on illinois college teams so the illinois yeah. like big 10 odds are diluted um because you can't bet on illinois or northwestern uh but because they're minus 380 to win the big 10 east they're probably around minus between minus 170 minus 190 to win the the Big Ten, maybe even $2, depending on where you look. They do have a new quarterback this year after uh, two seasons of Justin Fields, C.J. Stroud, who was a good high recruit from California. Um, and Ryan Day just is taking off, uh, picking up where Urban Meyer left off in terms of recruiting. And when it comes to just X's and O's, probably an improvement. And they have a loaded wide receiver room at Ohio State. So, Expect Ohio State to still be great. Uh, the question mark with the quarterback being a new starter is there, but with the talent around him and the coaching, I expect Stroud to be a solid quarterback for Ohio State. Uh, when it comes to the schedule, they host Oregon early in the season. They were supposed to play at Oregon last season because of the changes in the college football schedule where it was only conference games. That game didn't happen, and, and this was the originally scheduled game to be in Columbus. So Oregon will travel to Ohio State, a big game for both teams. Uh, but other than that, Ohio State, not too difficult of a schedule. They avoid Wisconsin and Iowa from the West, which are two of the best teams in the West. The only other East teams that avoid both is Michigan State. So the schedule sets up very nicely for Ohio State, one of the top five teams to win the national title, and definitely – one of the favorites to make the college football playoff because they're such heavy chalk uh, or pretty big chalk to win the Big Ten conference and very heavy chalk to win the Big Ten East. Yeah, they're going to be really good. <laughs> they're going to be a really good team, uh, as always. But you can't talk about Ohio State without talking about Michigan. And I don't know how much longer they're going to be considered on the same plane, unfortunately. But Michigan right now is at seven and a half for their season win total. And most places, it seems like the over is favored for that. 
Um, and this is a team that really struggled last season. Um, they had quarterback issues with Joe Milton, came in and just was not as advertised, inaccurate, not good in tough situations, was under pressure a lot, and Michigan didn't really have a run game, so not completely all his fault, but he still did not play well. Um, it looks like Cade McNamara is going to be their starter, so they're going to maybe have at least a better quarterback available to them. They get a lot of their linebackers back, um, get some of their secondary back, and what what uh, Harbaugh did is he just completely cleaned house. He got rid of all the assistants, brought in new guys, I think most of them under 40 years old, a lot of young guys on that team trying to change the culture, change the recruiting. They change, they're changing up the defense. Don Brown, the old defensive coordinator, is out. He got fired. So this is going to be a completely new team that we see except for, you know, the same head coach. So I don't know how much different Michigan is going to be. I would expect them to be a little bit better than last season, especially now with their home games. They're going to get 100-plus thousand fans, which I'm sure will help them out a lot in their home games at the big house. Um, but I think I still may go under the 7.5. And, and they start with four straight home games, which I think are all four are winnable. That Washington game is going to be a bit tough. So – if we even play a little conservative here and say they go three and one on their opening four games at home, um, it, the schedule gets very tough once they get into October and uh, into November. They obviously end with Ohio State. They have to go to Wisconsin to play. They have to go to Nebraska to play, and, and they should beat Nebraska, but it's tough if you're going to Nebraska on the road. It's a tough environment to play. Um, Indiana is, is a tough team this season. I could easily see them losing that game to Indiana, even though it's at home. Um, and even Penn State, a team they've struggled to beat in the last three or four years. They play Penn State. So they could start the season out 4-0. and If we say they start out 3-1, and I still really can see them only winning four more games of that schedule. So I, I think you're pretty safe on the under 7.5. Um, but I just there's so many question marks with this Michigan team that it's really tough for me to be so positive to say, yes, they're going to win eight. They're going to win nine games. Um, I it's it's just tough for me to see that, especially with all the new coaches, not a proven quarterback um, and and not proven running backs either. So it's I would probably lean the under in this one. Yeah, and that, that Washington game in week two seems like or the second game of the season. I know there's kind of that week zero. So, yeah, it would be week yeah. two. That seems like the the swing game, I guess, in terms of this bet. So. If you don't feel comfortable going over the win total or under the win total, I would look maybe to, based on what you think of Michigan, attack Michigan that way so you don't have your money tied up for three to four months. Uh, that yeah. that game seems like it will kind of determine what Michigan is. They get that Western game against Western Michigan in the opener, so maybe that's a little bit of a slow start for them. So I would I wouldn't uh, I would advocate maybe fading Michigan there too, but. I know you mentioned the that Wisconsin game is, is makes the schedule very, very challenging. Um, oh, in yeah. my opinion, just because it's a tough place to play, and and we'll, I'm not, I'm sure you'll talk about Wisconsin. We expect drastic improvement with for them with a a full oh, yeah. off season of Graham Mertz, who was a a highly recruited quarterback that they got to come to Madison. Yeah, Wisconsin will be a lot better. We can talk about them in a second for sure. Yeah. I'll, I'll mention the other Big Ten East, I guess, power, or the team that is going to maybe challenge Ohio State the most. Penn State, over under, eight and a half, a little bit of juice on the over. They're six to one to win the Big Ten East. 
when it comes to schedule, early non-conference game hosting Auburn, but you're getting Auburn probably at the right time early in the season. New coach Ryan Harrison, which was a questionable hire in my opinion. I think it was more questionable that they fired Gus Malzahn and paid him $21 million buyout during a pandemic. But uh, sometimes <laughs> the grass is, uh, people think the grass is always greener, especially in SEC country. Uh, but probably a good spot to get Auburn uh, when they scheduled this game. It probably would have been a much more difficult game. But um, Penn State, fun week one game, opening at Wisconsin. Um, they also have to, though, in October, play at Iowa and at Ohio State. So I mentioned how Ohio State has a favorable schedule because they avoid Wisconsin and Iowa. But Penn State not only has to play both those teams, the teams with the two highest win totals in the West, and I think clearly the two best teams in the West division of the Big Ten, they have to go on the road for those games. So kind of a tricky schedule for Penn State. A weird team last year because they started off 0-5. They lost that controversial game to Indiana, as I'm sure Ben remembers, and as someone who had Indiana plus seven. Seemed fine to me. Yeah, no, definitely uh, <laughs> panics. Definitely like didn't touch the ground, but that was just a tough way, <laughs> tough loss early in the year. I, I was happy. I mean, I, I was happy oh, the yeah. game. I was just happy the game was over and it wasn't going to go into another overtime. Yeah. And, and oh, Penn State could potentially lose by uh, or win by eight. Uh, yeah. But then they lose to Ohio State the next week and they, they kind of just sputtered. They started off 0 and 5. Then they won their last four games against some easier competition. Uh, Sean Clifford, third-year starter, and, and I think kind of the success on this team um, rides on Sean Clifford's shoulders. If he can kind of improve and take the next step, it's it's nice that Penn State has that continuity at the quarterback position, but maybe he's just not that good as he showed at times last season. So Penn State, a team that I just don't – I've bet against a lot in in last few years. I'm just not a – fan of James Franklin in general I think I just I just don't like him personally so I, maybe that's a bad thing that <laughs> a I'm showing my bias James Franklin yeah I just don't like James Franklin and I I think it, it's not because like he's a bad person or anything well that could actually be in question but that's not why I don't like him but he just gets a little too conservative and when you're at a school like Penn State that's now able to recruit again at a, at a high level I feel like they just don't get the most of the talent they have. And we've seen some really good players come out of Penn State who are now in the NFL, who uh, Franklin coached or recruited. So um, we'll see. Eight and a half seems like a pretty good number on them. Maybe betting against them in some individual games is the way I'll look. Um, and it possibly that, that week one game when they go to Camp Randall, um, that, which will be a, a full crowd in Madison, which is one of the more daunting places to play in college football. So... Uh, I think that's going to be a game we'll we'll definitely discuss. But from a season-long perspective, I'd stay away from Penn State just because I, I think there is a potential that they they could get to 10 wins um, if they win that Iowa game and and just lose to Wisconsin Ohio State. They, there's a chance they can they could win the rest of their games. So speaking of Wisconsin, their win total is at nine and a half. And I think the under is slightly favored at most books at under nine and a half. And it's tough. I mean, this is a team, as you said, they get Graham Mertz back 
for a full season and he's going to be fully healthy. And this is a team that, you know, hopefully won't have to deal with the COVID issues that kept guys in and out of the lineup the entire season. Um, they were hurt a lot by COVID last year. They're getting a lot of returners back. I think their full linebacking core is back. Their offensive line, as always with Wisconsin, is going to be really solid. Um, they have a tough schedule early on. You said that Penn State game first, right out of the gate. They play Penn State. They are at home, which helps. They play Notre Dame at Soldier Field in Chicago, which I think is going to be a really fun game. Um, but that could be a tough win for them. They go to Illinois, who is getting better. And that, again, they're, they're playing their old coach, Bielma. So that that's going to be, oh. a, I think, just uh, storyline-wise could be fun. But if we're talking about over under nine and a half, I think I would lean the over. I think I could see them winning 10 out of the 12 games this season. The second half of the season, fairly easy. Purdue, Rutgers, Northwestern, Nebraska, even at Minnesota to end the season. I mean, I think, they, I think those are all very winnable games. And if we're talking about two games that they can lose, if they lose against Notre Dame and lose against Iowa, I think that that's about the only losses I can see. I mean, I could see it going either way with Penn State, but they should, like you said, they should be better than Penn State. Wisconsin should beat that Penn State team at home. First game of the season, fully healthy. They're ready to go. If they lose to Notre Dame, they can afford one more loss. And I think that loss could be against a team like Iowa or maybe on the road against Minnesota. So I think 10 wins is very easily available to, to Wisconsin this season. Yeah, I feel like Wisconsin may be a, a dark horse team to to make the playoff just because of the potential that Graham Mertz has. For sure. No, 100 percent. And I mean, it just seems like a team that they're ready to go. They had such a bad season last year. It's a season yeah. to forget all the COVID injuries, everything. It was just like the season for, from hell for them. So I think they're ready. And, and they got a lot of returners who are ready to go. It was for a lot of teams, which I know a lot of respected college football um, betters or handicappers or people who put out the, the preview stuff. They're kind of throwing last year out the window in terms of yeah. the st statistics, which I think in some cases is true. Um, I think it's something worth considering, but not putting too much weight into it as opposed to like a normal 12 game season um, this season uh, for this upcoming year. Absolutely. All right. What team do we want to do next? Wisconsin's biggest uh, competitor in the Big Ten West. You got something on uh, the Hawkeyes, Rizzo? I do indeed. Uh, I actually had a good time diving deep into the Hawkeyes uh, schedule this year. And, you know, it's Kirk Ferentz. He continues to impress, right? He uh, Year after year, they, they come ready to play. This isn't your blue bloods, right? But this is your blue collar, if you will. This is... Night, me and Nate have always talked about it. <laughs> night in and night out, you get these Midwest boys that just want to play football, right? The since 2001, two losing seasons, eight straight winning seasons, and you you watch them, and I mean, you could say every game is close, but realistically, every loss is close. I, I couldn't tell you the last time an Iowa team has gotten blown out. Uh, they started off last year 0-2, and people were kind of like, oh, maybe the, the Magic's finally wearing off. And then they went out and won six in a row and finished 6-2. and two. Uh, They they lost a lot of playmakers on the offensive end. I know they lost Smith-Marset and uh, one other receiver. They return their all-Big Ten running back, and they return who a lot of people think is the going to be the best center in the nation or the best center in the draft, Tyler Linderbaum. So... 
losing some, bringing back some. I personally don't think it matters. They replace talent pretty well here. It's tight end you. They usually find playmakers. Uh, they bring back seven defensive starters, and it is a perennial top 10 defense. I think in the last three of the last four years, they've been 11th or better in scoring allowed. So Iowa is, you know, they're they're a very good team, and you don't necessarily pay that premium that you do for, for these other teams. Their, uh, their win total is sitting at eight and a half, and... They dodge Ohio State and Michigan. I know Michigan's not what they've been, but still, don't have to worry about them. They have a so it's a, a pretty favorable conference schedule. Uh, there are three non-conference games. You know, no FCS team. They play three teams that might all be bowling. Not necessarily great teams, but but solid teams. And let's just uh, let's get into it. I will say one thing uh, that I really like about their win total is if you bet it, you might have a good idea of what's going to happen after two weeks. They, they play two tough games right off the bat. They they start tough week one draw at home versus Indiana. Uh, I say Iowa wins at home. I'm sorry, Ben. That's a that's going to be a tough game for Indiana. They're going to come out and get punched be. in the mouth. We'll see how they answer. Um, yeah. I would give Indiana that win. Or I'm sorry, I will give Iowa that win. So Iowa, you know, 1-0. Uh, next, they face Iowa State. Uh, at Iowa State, but Matt Campbell's never beaten Iowa. Uh, I don't know. Does it start here? I, I'll say no. But like I was saying, if you're on the inverse and you think that they go 0-2 in these first two games you and you bet the over, you can rip up your ticket, right? Or if you took the under and they go 2-0, you're in trouble. You know what I mean? These first two games are very important. 1-1 one one is in the cards as well, but I, I really like Iowa to, to start off 2-0. Then they play a Kent State team that I think they beat. Then they play a Colorado State team where Steve Adazio is an interesting matchup for these guys. But I, I think that Iowa is just supremely talented. They go to Maryland. They're 5-0. and I think you guys can see where I'm going with this. I like the over. Uh, yeah. Home to Penn State. Penn State has to play Indiana the week before. Ben's, Ben's Hoosiers are going to give them a good fight. It is a revenge game for Penn State. Iowa beat them by 20 last year at College Station, I believe. But um, I like Iowa. Or I'm, yeah, I like Iowa at home. So now they're 6-0. They get Purdue at home, 7-0. Now they've got a bye week going to Wisconsin. Revenge game for Wisconsin. But Ference has two weeks of prep, getting his boys fired up, showing wow. him all these Showing them all these uh, Graham Mertz name, image, and likeness commercials, locker room material. And uh, I don't know who wins this one, but it's going to be 14 to 13. Somebody's going to win that game 14 to 13. It might be Iowa. It might be Wisconsin. Then they go to Northwestern, another close game. We'll say that one's a loss. I, I do think Iowa goes one and one in that stretch, though. And then they have uh, Minnesota at home, Illinois at home, and then on the road to Nebraska. I I think that this team wins nine games. I think they maybe win 10 games. I, I like Iowa this year. Uh, they got a 6'5", 230-pound quarterback who played, I believe, all eight games last year. And uh, they just come ready to play. This is a team that are probably more fun to bet game by game because you know that they will keep things close and each game will be entertaining. Well, not necessarily entertaining to watch because they're a couple <laughs> – couple rock fights, but close <laughs> games. The fourth quarter might be fun. Yeah. Uh, but 
at eight and a half, I, I think there's value on the over. And if you do bet the over and they start off 0-2, you can stop following Iowa football. So uh, I like I like the the Hawkeyes this year. Uh, it should be a, a fun fun over under bet. Yeah, I'm interested to see what their quarterback Spencer Spencer Petrus could do and if he can kind of improve a little bit. You mentioned they lost their first two games last year, but then were very good after that. So um, some positives that maybe they could take into the off season after starting off. 0-2 and, and kind of being off a lot of people's radar after they uh, started off slow. So can't start off slow this year, as you mentioned, two tough games. And definitely looking forward to the the week one game where Ben's Hoosiers go to Iowa City. And then, of course, the annual Cyhawk game, which has a lot at stake this year because it's a Iowa State team that has a lot to prove. And Iowa kind of dominates that uh, series. So uh, they're going to be the uh, the hunted, I guess, in that game when they play in week two yeah that that series is always <laughs> it's like Iowa State is the everyone thinks they're the better team they have the supreme talent they should be winning they're winning in the fourth quarter and yep. Iowa wins and then like <laughs> the wind picks up and it gets 25 miles per hour as yeah. Iowa State's trying to like mount a comeback or something the wind just starts picking up in the on the farms of Ames <laughs> all right should I do Indiana win total yeah, do, do Indiana, you, and then I'll say something quick about Nebraska, and then we can we can move perfect. on to the NFL. So I use win total. I saw eight at some. I saw seven and a half at others. Um, I think it's tough to say this, but I do think it's going to be under. I think I think seven wins is probably the realistic, most probable goal and most probable number that Indiana will hit will be that seven game win mark. That Iowa game, Rizzo, I do think Iowa wins. And I'm, you know, haunted by the ghosts of Indiana football teams past where they have a real shot to do something special, real shot to win, and they just don't do it. And I think this is one of those games. It is a very tough game to start the season out on the road at Iowa against an Iowa team that you said is going to be really good and really hungry to get wins. So I do think they start the, the season off with a loss. They play Idaho. They have a tough home game against Cincinnati, who's a, who's a tough power five school. I think so. I think they could start the season two and one. I think that's very realistic. Three and one even with Western Kentucky. They go to Penn State. Penn State's going to be really hungry for, for a win there. Um, so I think they have that three and two. Michigan State could be a win. Four and two. Ohio State will make it four and three. I think they can beat Maryland. I think they can beat Rutgers. And I think they can beat Minnesota or Purdue. So that could be four more wins possibly. But I think realistically, they probably lose a game they should win. They get those three wins after four. They, that comes up to seven. They, they lose to Michigan, Ohio State. Um, I can see them losing to Minnesota or Purdue, um, one of those games. So I think seven wins is pretty realistic for this team. They're going to have one of the better quarterbacks in the nation and Michael Penix come back from an ACL injury. So if he can stay healthy, they're going to maybe get to eight wins, but he hasn't been able to stay healthy all three years. He's been with Indiana for a full season, so that's has has yet to be seen for him. The defense is going to be as good as ever. Um, they have a new offensive coordinator. So I, I think seven wins is really the, re, the realistic number here. If everything goes right and they have another magical season, then I could see eight, maybe even nine wins, but that is – that's that's really reaching at for a point like that. So I think seven wins is really the the realistic one. So I would go under seven and a half, and I'd go under eight. 
I appreciate that, Ben. I, I was fully coming in thinking like, oh, you're going to talk up Indiana 10 and 2. <laughs> let's go. Uh, but hey, no, you're, I can't. You're, you're being a realist and you know what it's like to be a Indiana football fan and Sadly. a lot of heartbreaking losses at the old uh, is it what, Memorial Stadium or Memorial is, Stadium. Is yeah. It? OK, <laughs> which I, I, I think they can get a bowl win this season and they've lost their last two bowls. So I think this is a good bowl win season for them. But it is a tough schedule. And I do think a big part of their success last season was just a weird, bizarre COVID ridden season. I mean, they beat a Wisconsin team that was destroyed by COVID and injuries. And that Penn State game could have easily been a loss if the officials called it another way at the end of that game. Um, and I know the Ohio State game was close. They they beat a very bad Michigan team that was having has completely different coaches now and completely different personnel. So I, I do think we'll look back at that season that Indiana have, and I don't want to say it was a fluke because they are a very good team, but I do think they got very lucky in a lot of different games. Um, and so I think this is the season where they, they come back down to earth just a little bit. They're still good. They still have a good defense, but I don't think they get the wins against some of the better teams on their schedule. And just a reminder, you mentioned that you think a bowl win is in the cards for them this year. Um, that when we talk about win totals, just for anyone kind of new to college football betting, it is only the 12 game regular season schedule does not mm -hmm. include a bowl game and does not include a potential conference championship game. So just know that what you're betting into. And if there is a, a game that's postponed and not made up, then there's a good chance that that bet you make on a season win total will be refunded. So maybe be a little bit hesitant if you think there could be some COVID issues or some weather issues, which was typically the cause for a lot of games being postponed. Some when the hurricane season begins in, in the southeast and some other parts of the U.S., I'll just quickly mention Nebraska because they're a big name program who has greatly underachieved in, since really they started in the Big Ten. Scott Frost, head coach, his fourth year, I guess if you count last year, his third year. Going into his second year, the last time there was a full college football season, Nebraska had a lot of hype. So much hype where I think they ended up being the favorites to win the Big Ten West because there was this narrative that like second year of wherever Scott Frost goes, he turns the program amazing and that was based on him taking UCF to a 12-0 and perfect season um, at least regular season I, I think they won the conference title in their bowl game uh, so it was like oh Scott Frost second year gonna do amazing things they ended up greatly disappointing in 2019 so now maybe some new expectations I know it's kind of a fan base that expects a lot in Lincoln but maybe they're knowing like let's do baby steps get to that bowl game and try to figure it out from there However, tough schedule for Nebraska. And the reason I wanted to bring them up is because of that schedule. They um, have to play Wisconsin and Iowa, of course, in the Big Ten West. And those games are at the end of the season. So it's a brutal November for them because they also have to host Ohio State. They have to host Michigan from the East. So it's kind of a tough schedule when you, when you take in effect the just from the conference standpoint where you have to play Ohio State and Michigan while other teams avoid both. And then the end of the year stretch in two games in six days at Wisconsin and then home against Nebraska or Iowa the day after uh, Thanksgiving, the Friday after. But then it gets really, really difficult because on September 18th, they have to play in Norman against <sighs> Oklahoma. So 
probably regret that they uh, they scheduled that home and home between <laughs> two old Big 12, uh, you know, staples. And Nebraska has been gone for 10 years and now Oklahoma is going for greener pastures on um, leaving the Big 12. So kind of a tough schedule, especially because the week after they have to go to Michigan State, which is a team that we think maybe could improve a little bit because they were so bad last year, but because the circumstances were tough. So um, Nebraska, pretty tough schedule. And as a, at a win total of six and a half, I, I have a hard time seeing them go over, over um, winning seven games or more, uh, especially if they go into the November month out, uh, what would it be like six and three, I would have a trouble seeing them beating all of Ohio state, Wisconsin and Iowa, as long as we expect Wisconsin and Iowa to, to play to their potential this season. So Nebraska under is probably a bet I'm going to make before the season starts and their season actually starts in week zero. They have to go to Illinois. So that could be a, a tricky game with Brett Bielema's, uh, home debut as the Illinois there you go. head coach. So that's the Big Ten. We're going to do – we still got Big 12 coming up, and we'll have uh, Pac-12 as well coming up down the road for this podcast. So we'll still be talking college football right up until the season starts, and then we'll be uh, betting on games. So very excited about that. 